Welcome to the Gym Lords Podcast, where we talk to real gym owners and share their stories, their trials, and what's working for them right now. To apply to be a guest on this podcast, click the link in the description. Hope you enjoy and subscribe. Welcome to the Gym Lords Podcast, where we talk fitness business with gym owners who are in the trenches, doing work, changing lives in their area. I'm your host, Dominic. Today, I'm here with my guest, owner of Rosamond Health and Fitness in Rosamond, California, Chris Jamara. How are you doing today, sir? Hey, guys. Good afternoon. Happy to be here. Happy to have you on, sir. Let, let's dive into it. We got a lot to do and not a lot of time. So tell me, what's Rosamond Health and Fitness all about? What kind of club are you? What are you doing out there? Rosamond Health and Fitness, we opened June 1st, 2016. We are a complete gym, I would say. We have free weights, we have bench presses, cable machines, strength training machines, cardio machines. We we had a daycare, daycare stopped after COVID. However, we do have fitness classes. We have an athletic center with turf. Um, we offer all our fitness classes for each membership that we have. Um, we're out here about 90 miles northeast in the California desert of Rosamond. Uh, great small blue collar town. Never had a gym. I was the first person to really bring a real gym to the town. Uh, it's been great. Uh, I would say the gym has a real good homey feel. We have great members. Uh, the gym is growing every year. The town is growing as well. So it's great for our business. It's great for the community. Uh, very involved in the town. All the high school kids know us. The parents know us. Um, we're a real military area. So I have a lot of military people as well that come from the base to work out in our gym as well. Um, it's been a really good experience for me. And uh, yeah, Rosemelt Fitness, still going strong. Six years in June. Awesome, man. Ha happy early anniversary here. Um, how, how's, how's a guy from Jersey end up out in California running a gym in the desert? What's the backstory here? So Rosemont, California is, is pretty famous for one real big thing in this town. It has an international raceway for racing cars. It's a Will Springs Raceway. So when I was 18, 19, and 20, I lived in the San Fernando Valley, which is about an hour south of here. I was racing go-karts professionally, and one of our test tracks was right here at Willow Springs. Well, back then, there wasn't much here. I think there was two stoplights in this whole town. <laughs> so actually one of the times I was at the track testing, uh, there was this girl and she was there, uh, working for the facility and it happened to be, uh, my now wife. And we went out to dinner and we started hanging out and things led to another. And she ended up moving back to New Jersey with me, uh, six months later after my contract was up and I went to New Jersey and worked in a pizzeria, became the owner of that pizzeria after about nine years, 10 years. And, after about probably, I think it was 13 years later, I just got sick of the food business. I got sick of the city life. I got sick of, you know, my daughter's got a soccer practice. I have to miss it because I got a large catering event. I have to be at holidays, weekends. And one time I just decided I'm done. And she looked at me and said, well, I want to move back home and be closer to my family. We've been here for 13 years now. And I said, okay, let's do it. So sold the pizzeria business. And obviously the biggest issue I was having is well, what am I going to do for a living? I've just been working for myself for the last six years. What am I going to do? And uh, after a, probably a couple of arguments and conversations and talking things through, uh, she said, uh, why don't you open a gym? Because at the time I was big into, I just love fitness. 
I think it's great, to, you know, to stay mentally strong for whatever business you're doing, your family, healthy. I, I preach a healthy lifestyle. I've always been into going to the gym. Um, and about, I would say a year before that, there was an opportunity to buy a gym in upstate New York. And we were just talking about it. But we did have a lot of information on uh, what we would want if we owned a gym. And one of the things for me is for my racing gig, um, that I did on the side as well. My coaching job, I travel a lot. So every time I travel, I would go to other gyms and I just had a notebook full of things that I would want in my gym, things I would require, equipment I liked, um, philosophies I would take on. And she looked at me one day and said, when, why don't you just open a gym maybe? They, they need a gym. And there was no place to put a gym here. There's one plaza and there was only two bays available. And you and I both know 2,500 square feet is not going to cut it. So I ended up uh, kind of giving up on that idea for about three months. I was on a treadmill at New York Sports Club in Westwood, New Jersey at about two o'clock in the afternoon. And I just added the blues like three months later, I decided to call this real estate agent that I was dealing with out here and just see if something's opening up maybe. And he said, I was just going to give you a call. We just had a third bay open in a row in our plaza. And this was probably 2016, I would say this is late January. And the first or second week of February, I went out there, took a look at it. And at the same time, was doing equipment and all that stuff. And then March 9th of 16, I went back out and signed my uh, five-year lease. And we decided to do it. So the pizzeria went quick and I was able to, uh, take those funds, transfer into another business, and here we are. There you go. The rest, they say, is history. So a little different start than, you know, the majority of our owner-operator gym owners that we talk to, they come up through trainer or GM or somewhere in there where, you know, one day they're like, ah, I can do this better, screw this, I'm going to go do my own thing, or maybe it's a little more pleasant than that, but usually it's like a cup of coffee and an idea but you already had a business background. So you knew about all the ins and outs of running a business. It, it was food business, but ultimately still a very high touch people business. So you have, you know, there, like you said, there's not a lot of things people get more sensitive about than their food, their bodies may be right there with it, but already, you know, you, ha you have that experience. You do all this research about the gym industry. You know what you like, what you don't like. So you're like, this is it. I have the answers for, for what I want, what I think is the perfect thing. So you put it into place and then we get, we get field of dreams time, right? If you build it, they will come. So what do things look like from there? How do you generate interest? What, what goes down once you, you open the doors and, and what kind of big milestones have you had since then? So I wish I had all the answers, especially June 1st of 2016. I think I almost threw up a couple of times that, that day. Um, with nerves, but yeah. So when we first uh, started building the gym is when I first started really promoting the fact that we're bringing a gym to Rosamond. Uh, the day I signed the lease, I took a picture of the lease. I, there's this Facebook page out here called Ion Rosamond. There's like 8,000 people at the time were on this website or on this Facebook page. And it was like real popular. Um, a lot of drama on there too. I stay away from that, but I did put a post that I'd like to announce that we are bringing a gym to the awesome community of Rosamond. And I made uh, a, a brief statement that it would be June 1st 
at this time. Yeah, big mistake because that puts a that just throws the pressure. A lot of pressure. Oh man, but I love pressure. I live for it. I was just talking to my wife about this yesterday. It's okay. Um, I just feel that you know the way you do anything in your life is the way you do everything. So I ran my pizzeria business and my team there the same way I run this one, and I felt that with like you said the business background, I don't have a fitness background at all when it comes to you know training or anything like that or managing a gym or working at a gym i just knew what i thought a great gym would be and i opened this because i needed a i wanted to open a business not because i wanted to open my own gyms because a lot of people i talk to you know as a gym owner you get people asking all the time i want to open my own gym i love working out i didn't open the gym because of that and i think that um, it's, you have to have that line of this is your business. And then you have your love for fitness. It's gotta be two completely different things. So we opened, uh, my marketing tactic for the, for the grand opening was very old school. How I ran my pizzeria, it was direct mail marketing. So I took my same direct mail marketing team from close to New Jersey, uh, GT marketing, putting the plug in there. Cause Paul, Paul's one of my mentors. He still is to this day. Um, I took the direct mail marketing team from there. They put together the exact kind of a flyer that I was doing for all my catering services throughout the year. And we found out how many houses and businesses and mailboxes we would be going to here. And we sent that out. And that was probably one of the best things that we could have done. It's very expensive, direct mail marketing. However, it gets the word out. And when you get a real good postcard in the mail and it's hard copy, gloss, it's a wow factor. I put my wow factor on there, which is a coupon. Sign up today, just 20 bucks. Um, we got an influx of people just from that alone. The first uh, two days was just tours. So we opened June 1st and 2nd just for tours from 7 a.m. to 5 p.m. And my wife was still living in New Jersey at the time. She was a teacher in Passaic, New Jersey. And she actually um, was in class when we were starting our first day of opening. Bear in mind, fitness equipment companies, they all suck. I got all the most, I got 80% of my fitness equipment delivered at 3 a.m. on June 1st. So it was, talk about heart attacks, it was all there. She's in her classroom watching the computer because she has the software as well. She keeps refreshing the button to see how many memberships are coming in. Well, we didn't get our first membership till 9 a.m. Uh, I, I thought we made a big mistake. There was nobody coming in. The phones weren't ringing. I had a small little crew ready to go. Us and all our merch ready to go. The gym was on fire. I had the music blast and TVs on. Everything was looking great, clean. 9 a.m., first customer comes in. His card declines. Oh. I walk in the back. The girl at the desk is explaining to him the card's not going through. I'm like, it's over. We screwed up. I walk out. Another person walks in, to make a long story short, the first two days, um, we got over 200 memberships. It was a huge, huge relief for me. Um, and, and it just got better and better after that. So that's the, uh, I, I kind of lost my, I get, I lose my train of thought here because I go on too deep. If I am, just send me a signal, I'll cut it. That's, that's all right, man. And I think, you know, in the conversation, it's, I guess it's okay to look back on it now and be like, oh, you know, like the, you can laugh about it a little bit because here you are, right? So um, the the direct mail piece that you did, did that go out before you opened as kind of like a pre-sale kind of conversation starter or did you wait till, what was the timeline on that? 
I strategically had it dropped in the mail two weeks before we opened for tours. Okay. Uh, I think it worked out really well. We did that. And you know, and I know, you know, social media in this industry, unfortunately, because I'm not a big social media guy with my private life, but for business, mm -hmm. it's huge. It's free. Um, you build that clientele so that we went from having to do direct mail. We've done it twice in our six years. Um, but I use Facebook a lot. So I've been promoting on Facebook now for six years. I've built a great following there. Um, but yeah, the direct mail was a strategic thing that we placed it two weeks before opening. People were coming in with their coupons, just like old school. And it was a great way to show people like, wow, this is serious. This isn't just, you know, a place that's going to have some old bench presses and a couple dumbbells and, you know, maybe like a blank, you know, dance room for fitness class. We, we, we did it right. And when people walked in, I said, when people walk in those doors, we want to make sure that they're like impressed, like, wow. And they were, so it was really cool to do it that way. Gotcha. Okay. So you get things up and running, memberships are starting, things, things start kicking up. I mean, we're, we're going on six years now. So uh, I don't want to jump right to the pandemic because that was its own separate pain, but like, have there been any big points along the way where you've made major changes, brought in programs, done anything with the business that have, that have been markedly different from when you started? Or has this thing just, did you have the vision from the beginning and it's just been soldiering on the whole time? I've just been, yeah, the foundation's just been building for the business itself. Um, I really haven't changed our philosophy or our principles at all. It's been the same way. Um, fortunately for us, the town is growing as well as we grow every year too. So it gets a little bit, I don't like to use the word easier, but it does get a little bit easier to bring in new clientele that are moving into communities where they're selling houses and you know, families are moving in with multiple people in their households. Um, but yeah, it's just, it's been the same. I've had the same kind of classes and we've kept the place the way it was the day it opened, where if something breaks, if something needs to be painted, I'm on top of that. The staff's been great since the beginning. Um, I've always had a great staff since the day we've opened. We've lost some people due to the fact that they move or whatever it may be, you know? Um, but yeah, we've kept the same principles. Uh, the only thing that I have done in the last, I would, I think we did it in February, we actually raised our prices for the first time in six years. Um, you know, just with everything going on. Inflation is a thing. Yeah, it was time. The I don't like to sound cocky about it, but the demand to get into our gym is has been pretty great in the last six months. And it's like, if you're going to complain about me raising my rates $5 more a month for a new membership, my other members, no matter who they are from day one till then, they stay in there, they're locked in their rates. Um, so it wasn't like a big deal, like you're raising food prices where it's going to affect everybody across the board. This is just new clientele. Um, I thought it would slow down bringing in new clientele and make it a little bit more at a steadier pace, like, you know, where we're not filling the gym with new people every day, but it hasn't. I think it brought in newer, more clients quicker because, you know, it's like the big thing like, oh, wow, they're, you know, they're doing promos for, and I did promos through the whole process. So um, I announced- Come on in, we're raising prices. <laughs> kind of, kind of. So with my software consultant, I, I came up with this plan where I'm going to raise my prices. Uh, Mid-January, I kept promoting that, look, we're raising our prices, lock your rates in now, and you'll have, you'll be locked in those rates for good. Um, rates are going up as of February 1st. 
So I ran that promo for like two weeks in January, brought in a whole new realm of members because they want to lock in the lower rates. February 1st, I did another, um, and I do like commercials. I do a lot of different marketing tactics, like uh, video promos, stuff like that, to prepare for whatever is in my plan for my marketing for that month. Is this mostly all social media now, or is it? Are you doing like radio, local TV? Where where, where are these things? Hundred percent social media. I'll do boosted posts. I'll have a budget, you know, and I do. I'll, that's pretty much how I do all my marketing now. It's kind of nice. Um, February first until the middle of February, I did uh, locking your uh, monthly new monthly rate of whatever it is. It was like twenty nine ninety nine, but we waive your annual fee. Do it. Sign up for two weeks. So I had another huge rush of people come in, sign up with no annual fee, saving 25 bucks. Um, reverse that. I'm sorry. I did it. Sign up for two weeks for only 10 bucks, but then your next month is 29.99 at the higher rate. So that's what I did from February 1st to February 14th. Uh, you could get a membership for literally 10 bucks, but then you go up to the next membership price, which is 29.99 in March 1st. Um, that brought in a ton of new people because for 10 bucks, I mean, who's not going to come in for that? Um, then from the 14th to the 28th, I ran the special, no annual fee, but your first month's payment of $29.99. So it was like a three-part special promo and it worked awesome. It brought in new clients and we've still been going good since that. And we're, oh, I can't believe we're in May already, which is nuts. Yeah, yeah it's wild. Yeah, yeah it's I love it that you're, you know, you're, you don't just take one part of the idea and stop, right? That's where so many of us can be like, yeah, I'm gonna do this and it's gonna be great. And that doesn't mean that we should chase, chase every squirrel, but a lot of times we can have something and we're like, yeah, this is pretty good, let's run with it. But it sounds like you look at something like, I could put this out and it could work, but what could I do to bring it from an eight to a 10, right? Yeah. Oh, I do this one part, that's great. Well, let's throw a little icing on it. Let's put a little incentive. Let's add some urgency. So like layering it on, not doing a hundred ideas, but trying to do one idea and make it a hundred as you go through. And those are two very different things. And, and if I'm reading it right, it sounds like that's the approach that you're taking. Definitely. And I always run the gym business now it's six years. So I've had a bunch of years now to, to get it pretty, to get it right. Yeah. In our business, um, you have to have that new thing, what's going on in the gym this month or next month. So what I did is when that special promo ended February 28th, literally like a week into March, we start promoing and promoting our weight loss challenge, which brings in loads of new clients because it's a challenge. It's 25 bucks to enter men and women's division. It starts April 1st, but it's just more, it's all about the content and being able to throw things out there that are going to catch people's eyes. So we left this promo, which was so successful, and we, ju we just dove right into the weight loss challenge promoting, and the banners are up in the gym, and now members that just joined are like, I want to do this. I got to tell my mom or my stepbrother or this or that. Next thing you know, more people are coming into the gym. So it's all about having different types of things to keep people involved, usually from like, I would say the the weight loss challenge ends June 1st. Um, this year we have, I believe around 68 entries for the weight loss challenge, which is great. Nice. Um, June 1st, that ends. And I usually kind of just kick back June and July, just let the college students get special rates while they're home. Um, August, I start planning out my next 
quarter. Um, September 1st, I usually start my annual membership raffle until Halloween. It's two straight months of when you walk into the door, you fill out a raffle ticket, it goes in a water bucket. And at the end of that, October 31st, I do like 10 or 15 winners and they, they win stuff in drawing. So the more visits you do to the gym, the more chances you have of winning and getting tickets in the bucket. So you're always trying to keep members involved to keep them wanting to work out uh, and bringing in new clients. So that's definitely, uh, you got to have a plan for sure. So what you're saying is you don't market and then stop and then wait until you're like, oh shit, I got nothing going on. And then try to come up with another plan. You try to actually stay ahead of these things and keep a steady flow. Is that what you're telling me? I don't know if you're like looking at me right now, like you're being a little sarcastic, but you would it's, think it's wild, right? Yeah, no, I know. Seriously. Like, yeah, I a little know. bit of sarcasm there because yeah, you would think that we're like reinventing the wheel here, but right. you don't know how many times I hear it's like, well, what are you doing right now? Well, you know, if things got real slow and then I had to do this, it's like, don't wait. Like you're the boss, right? That's why you go into business for yourself so that when you want it, you can just go do it. Yep. I, you know, my dad was a, a, a businessman and I was in that, I grew up in that uh, business entrepreneurial household where my dad had multiple things going on. And my dad was like a major pusher and I, I got that from him. So I'm always pushing. I'm always trying to stay on track and keep the plan at least eight to 10 weeks ahead of us so that we always have something going on. Um, year three, year three, I messed up year uh -oh. three. I got, I got stagnant. I got, I don't want to say lazy, but things were going okay. You know, like I was like, this is going great. We're in year three. I don't know what happened. I just stopped for a moment. I stopped pushing and it hit me out of nowhere. One day I was probably doing something like a PNL for like, you know, a quarter or something like what is going on here. And ever since that moment, I have never let off the gas and I won't let off because it's one, it's fun. And yeah, it's just like, you want to take care of your brand. It's like a baby. And, you know, sometimes you have to, excuse me. Um, you know, sometimes you got to light the fire a little bit, but yeah, having a plan is, is huge in any business. Um, I think I got the whole strategic plan thing from the food business because you always had to prep for the upcoming holidays and what kind of specials you're going to offer. So it's kind of good that I had to deal with that, even though I don't want to go back to the food industry ever again. Um, my, my lifestyle now is so much better. And that was another bonus of doing this is that, you know, we, I'm grateful for the lifestyle I have now and the way I'm able to, you know, be at my daughter's games and, you know, have a great staff. And it's kind of cool to be in the gym business because it's very rewarding. People love coming to the gym. When, when a member walks in, even if they had a bad day, they're excited to see you. A member walks into your pizzeria after having a bad day at work. They don't give a crap about you. They just want their pizza and they want to leave and get home. Before they get yelled at for being late. Yes, exactly. Where have you been? It's uh, man, we're, we are in a unique position to where, um, it's good to reflect and be thankful that there aren't a lot of jobs where we can directly measure our success by our impact on people's lives. Like we get to see it, we get to live it. Like, Hey, if we do this thing that benefits somebody directly, right? We're in touch with our end user. People get better results. They're happier. They live better lives. 
and we get to make a living at it. And, and I'm not afraid to say, sometimes you can make a really good living at it, right? It's not all martyrdom and in volunteer work, you can, you can run a profitable fitness business and, and also, you know, change people's lives. So it's, it's pretty much a win-win. Yeah. So I do want to talk a little bit about the lifestyle piece, because I think um, that plays into staffing and responsibilities and where you are. So you're year six, the bread and butter of, of the gym is mostly your membership, self-service, access. Is it 24 hours or is it is it staffed oh, hours only? It's staffed. Yeah, it's we're staffed open hours. Monday, yeah, Monday through Friday, 5 a.m. to 10 p.m. Saturdays and Sundays is 7 to 5. We'll open every holiday except Christmas Day. Okay. So I know you've got a couple of contractor trainers, pretty much the way most gyms. And if you're listening, consult your lawyer and your accountant and any other person who's going to keep you out of jail. I'm just saying most of the people we hear have mostly contractor trainers, but this is not any sort of business advice on how to, how to, how yeah. to the IRS will come and put you in jail, but that notwithstanding, <laughs> you got those contractor trainers that, that works out for that. And do you have anybody else? Are you doing everything else wearing all the hats? Do you have any, any services? Like how much are you doing? Like, are we cleaning toilets here? Are we sell memberships. Like, how much, how much time are you dedicating? How schedule bound are you? How does it work with your lifestyle? So that is a great topic. So how it works is because I do other stuff as well. I still do the coaching around the United States, probably every, twice a month where I'm gone for my go-kart racing. Okay. So, so yeah. I'm able to do that business. Um, I am starting another business here in Rosemont RV storage. Um, we're building that as we speak. So how it works with the gym is I've never had a manager. I have still to this day am the owner and manager. Um, I do hire only, fortunately, you go through people, but I hire great people. Um, and their job is to pretty much maintain the gym when they're there, signups, and they're there to you know make sure nobody gets injured. Um, they do a great job overseeing the evening, uh, the evening shifts. And I do have days where I work behind the desk still three times a week when I'm not away. However, um, when it comes to uh, certain things now, since the beginning of year five, I don't clean like I used to in the beginning. I have a cleaning crews that come in twice a day now, um, you know, a couple hours here, a couple hours there. Uh, my, de my desk staff does a phenomenal job of keeping the place immaculate because that's just the way we've always been. And that's what I expect. And, that, and that's what they expect as well. Um, they do a great job of making sure that everybody in that chain does their job. Um, so, you know, I do all staffing. Um, I handle um, obviously all the banking. I handle um, making sure that the business is constantly moving forward. So I do all the day-to-day -day operations still, even though I do have to travel a lot for work. Um, it just, I have a really good grasp on it. My laptop right here is like my best buddy. Uh, in the gym yeah. business, yeah, in the gym business, anything I need, um, my computer is always with me. I can do or see everything that they see, so it enables me to be able to do the managing every evening. Um, and yeah, that's it's just I got a really good grasp on how to run the place, whether I'm there or if I'm away for work. Or fortunately for me, um, I have it set up where my staff is pretty large now. I think we're probably around 15 people when it comes to the desk staff. So I can go away on vacation and enjoy my family and see my kid grow up and, and, and enjoy those finer things in life, too, which is has a lot to do with why you're your own business owner. Yeah. Yeah. Money only gets you so far if you're, if you're leashed to your business 
-hmm. and you make a lot of money, really the only thing that you can do is buy more stuff. And if you love stuff, good for you, bless you and your two to four weeks a year of vacation. But if you own a business with the intent of buying your time back, you get that back through people, through staff, through systems. So, um, and also it sounds like, and I don't want to mislabel you here, there, there is some financial incentive also for you doing what you do because the high level tasks that you still manage, you probably, I don't know exactly cost of living in Rosamond, but you know, you might have to pay someone 60 to $80,000 a year to take over those tasks versus, you know, your desk staff, you can probably pay. I'm just making numbers up here, folks. Yeah. You could probably pay them 15, 20 bucks an hour to do all those things. And the things you can contract out. So you kind of keep a big delta of, hey, this is how I can keep prices where they are, still make the amount of money I need to make for the gym. And, you know, again, we're in a 6,000 square foot facility. So you're never going to have 10,000 clients at that gym. So there's a cap and you're not trying to eat away at it with a manager when you can still do all those things and still enjoy it, right? It's, it, you're still having having fun, getting fulfillment from it. So no rush to give away a big chunk of money that you can't just go around and you can't double your space in the gym right now. So is it is it really playing that balance too for keeping the things that you like that are also high value, but keeping yourself out of the weeds for the, for the low dollar stuff? 100%, definitely. Um, you know, I'm able to focus on what my next promo might be, or I'm able to focus on, you know, and I do do little things still to save us money. Like a perfect example, two weeks ago, um, I got a quote to have all our windows in our whole facility tinted. And I got this quote for like $4,800 for window tint to keep out some of the heat. Cause last year was brutal when it came to heat. Well, looks I'm like Chris is going to learn to tint. I Well, you know, fortunately, yeah, I, I bought us, you know, a, a squeegee and I bought a couple of different tools, a perfectly good, uh, uh, razor. And, uh, yeah, I ordered, I ordered about, uh, 12 windows worth on Amazon. It cost me like 600 bucks and I did all the windows. Are they perfect? I would say they're like 80% perfect, but Hey, I saved that money. I did it. And while I was doing it, members are talking to me while I'm doing it on the, on the cardio machine and, you know, and they admire that stuff. You know, they see me, I do all my own fitness equipment, um, uh, mechanical work. So if a treadmill goes down, I change motors, I'll change belts. I almost cut my Smith machine in half the other day and drag it out in the parking lot and left it there because it was giving me trouble. And then I realized that it was just some stupid one little bolt I could have did in three minutes, you know, but that's another way I save a lot of money. And, you know, I, I'm able to take that mechanical side of things that I've learned over the years, working on cars and go-kart racing and all that stuff and apply it to the machinery in the gym. But yeah, no, definitely. You have to, you have to make your time worthwhile when it comes to picking the things that you pick and choose to do each day and really knowing your numbers, your banking, your cancellations, your retention rates, um, your percentages each day is what keeps me sharp on running my business. If I start to see numbers go down in certain areas, 
that'll in, that'll help me to plan out my next plan of attack for the promo I'm going to do. Or, you know, right now I've had a couple people inquiring about uh, daycare. So I keep a list of people who are interested in getting daycare back, even though I have no plans on bringing it back in the near future. But you're always aware of the other things. So it, it definitely keeps your mind free. I'm not worried about, you know, commenting the toilet that day before I leave at 12 o'clock before Andrea comes in to take over or something. Um, I have other people to do that now. So, but in the beginning, it wasn't like that. In the beginning, I was cleaning like a madman and doing whatever it takes to, you know, to show people that, you know, we got to keep the place nice and neat. Yeah. And, and like you said, you're not afraid to still do it now if you have to. Nope. It, it sets a good example, but it's, it's not on your daily agenda to, uh, to vacuum the, the training floor, I'm sure. So where do you, where do you go from here with the business? What are the, I mean, do you, are you one of these people that might want to have another facility would you like to eventually expand into a larger space? I know that, um, you know, you're kind of up against it right now with the space you're in and, and you can talk to a million people and they'll say, oh, you can do primetime hours memberships and you can do all these little things, but no matter what, people are going to come to the gym at the same time, right? Like nobody has changed the human psychology of going to the gym, not even the pandemic really. So where do you go? And it doesn't, it doesn't have to be tomorrow or next year, but ultimately like, where do you see yourself? And you've got multiple businesses, things going on. Um, do you feel like this thing is nearly capped out? You're going to keep growing it as the city grows. What's, what's the long-term plan for, for the gym? Um, yeah. Long-term plan is I, I don't think I could sit back and say we're, we are where we are. We're not going to ever grow it. Um, I, we're still growing now, even with what we're at. Um, but yeah, my next step is I have to get a little bit more space. And I know that that unit that I'm going to, that I've been hounding for the last two years is going to open up eventually. Um, we will be financially set when that happens. That's a plus because I do plan that. So I do make sure that I do have the funds in place in case that does happen. I can pounce on it right away. Um, because like you said it before, you could keep buying stuff and buying stuff, but stuff's expensive. And people all the time, yeah, there's a, an ex-Rite Aid building, 32,000 square feet open. Do you know how many people a month say, you know what you should do? That's the, my, that's like the big saying to me. And my good friend, idea, fairy. Yeah, it's like, so my one buddy uh, who I got into the gym when I moved here, he knows that I can't stand that saying. So we'll go on vacation and we'll be in a parking lot. And I'll just hear, you know what you should do? Cause no, tell me, please. I want to know. Oh yeah. Let's take on the 32,000 square foot complex. You got to buy stuff to do that. You got to have the rent is astronomical. I have to charge you 300 a month. People don't get it. Um, but I think it's the small calculated moves that you make um, is what I'm looking to do. And I think that's one of the things on my list. Um, open another facility gym wise. No, because this was a really lucky and it's a real special area. It had never had a gym. So we took the shot, opened it and uh, built the clientele, built the relationships, the trust. And now the reputation really sells itself. Um, the Google accounts with all the five stars and the and the real reviews and the real true social media following. So like Instagram, I, I don't have many followers, maybe like 960, 980, whatever it might be, but they're all real. They're all people that come here. So you have that following and, you know, I, I see the gym continuing to grow um, in the next four years, five years, and I'm going to continue to grow it. Um, but I'm going to definitely stick with just the one gym for sure. 
Um, and it, and things I want to do is we want to bring tanning to the business. That's actually something I'm hoping to do in the next six months. That's the Jersey in you. Yeah. Hey, they want to tan out here. When I got here and they said, do you have tanning? I'm like, yeah, I'll get you a lounge chair. I'll put it in the parking lot. It's 115 degrees out in the desert. You could tan for free. I'll even give you the chair to use. But, you know, we have this daycare room that's just, it's about 250 square feet and we need to do something with it. It's probably going to be our next step and offer a tanning monthly membership and see how it goes. Um, that's probably next on our lineup. But uh, as machinery and stuff, like, yeah, you know, just like anybody else, I have a list of things I want, a list of things I need. And, you know, it's, you got to pick and choose if you're going to be One able to. One of those lists it. tends to be a lot bigger than the other. Oh, of course. And but the problem is I have no room for anything. So it's like, Chris, you know what you need? Yeah, I do need one of those it's on my list, but tell, you know what I need? Find me 300 square feet in here. And they look and I'm like, it's like, a, I always tell people our gym, it's like a closet. You know, when you just keep putting more stuff in your closet and that one day you come, you take everything out, you put it back nice and neat and you change things up a little bit and then boom, your closet looks great again. For it's a like day. A yeah. It's like a closet. So it, it, you gotta, you gotta fine tune it and find the way it flows for the people. And it does right now. So that's where we're at. Maybe adding a couple different classes to the lineup, but besides that, that's where we're at right now. And I'm happy with what we got. All right, man. Well, it'll be interesting to, to stay in touch, check in with you, see where things go over the years. Don't be a stranger, sir. I appreciate you being on with us today. We are out of time, but before I let you go, tell me, tell the audience, where can they find you if they want to find out more? Oh yeah, definitely. Um, I'm on Instagram. It's at Rosamond Health and Fitness. So it's R-O-S-A-M-O-N-D-A-N-D Health and Fit. Uh, what am I saying? Rosemont Health and Fitness. The end fitness is on Instagram, Facebook. Look me up. Take a look. Um, if you have any questions and uh, you know that you're interested in, send me a message on Instagram. I'd be happy to help. Just tell me you came from the Jid Lords podcast and we'll go from there. But thank you for having me on here. It's been a blast. I love talking about business and it motivates me to do more. I got to get back to work. There you go, man. All right. Yeah, it's definitely been a blast. I appreciate you. Thanks for spending some of your time with us today. Thanks, Don. You're welcome. And everyone out there listening, as always, we appreciate you. If you want to hear more, hit the subscribe button. We'll notify you when new episodes drop. To everyone out there in Jim Lords Nation, keep working hard, keep changing lives. Jim Lords out. Thank you for listening to this interview, but don't go anywhere. We still have two more incredible interviews coming right up inside this episode. But if you're a gym owner that's looking to get more clients, keep them longer, and make more money, Head to the link in the description of this podcast and schedule a free leave your credit card at home consultation with one of our business consultants. You see, here at Gym Launch, we've helped over 4,000 gym owners across the world increase their sales, take home more money, and build the business of their dreams. And it simply starts with a phone call. Click on the link in the description of this podcast to schedule your call today. Now, let's head into the next interview. What's going on, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Gym Lords Podcast. I'll be your host today. My name is Joe Fitzgerald, and joining us on the show is Mr. Colson Taylor of Edgewater Fitness Center out of Edgewater, Florida. Colson, what's going on, man? How are you today? I'm doing great. How are you? I am very, very well. I'm excited to dive into this, and I'm excited to pick your brain and, and see the inner workings of this business. But as I, as I understand it, this is not your first foray into entrepreneurial ship. So 
before we talk strategies and tactics and everything that comes with Edgewater Fitness Center, talk to us a little bit about how we got here in the first place. What led you to be the owner of this gym? Yeah, absolutely. So um, I've been an entrepreneur uh, basically my entire life. I'm 20 years old now. I've owned a business since I was seven, started in like a you know little Kool-Aid business. Um, it started getting real when I was about 11 years old. I started a fun foods business on a busy corner, inter- corner intersection in Alabama. I did fresh squeezed lemonade, snow cones, roasted nuts, things like that. Did that for about a year and a half, saved about four and a half grand, bought a commercial fudge shop. I grew that fudge shop and uh, in Alabama and then shut them all down, moved to Florida. We've now been here for about seven years now. Moved here when I was about 13, 14. When I was about 15, I was able to uh, find another location to start up the fudge business. And then I started franchising it out. I had two locations um, in a matter of two years. Um, it was going really well. A few other side businesses alongside of it. Um, then I wanted to try something different. Um, I was like, you know, I don't want to do this for the rest of my life. You know, swing. <laughs> I was making about 120 pounds of fudge a week. I was like, you know, this is going to oh be too much. Yeah. So um, I decided to, to shut those down and try something different. Long story short, that led us to, to where I am now. Um, and I was about 17 years old. My passion was real estate investing. I really wanted to, to try something different. And um, so I got a job at Verizon, Verizon Corporate. I was there, um, cellular sales, and uh, worked there for about two years. Um, saved as much money as I could. Um, and I started getting that job um, to get the two years of tax returns I needed to start my real estate venture um, to be able to retire at an early age. Um, yep. So <clears throat> I uh, got the job when I was 18, worked there for two years, and uh, was able to quit January of 2022 this year. Yeah. So how I got the and gym. So from the beginning, destined for business ownership, right? You were playing the pieces and, and setting the table to set this whole thing up far earlier than now, but here you are right now with a couple of businesses under your belt and, and specifically Edgewater Fitness Center for us to talk about today. Tell us a little bit about this business, this gym. When you describe it to people, what do you tell them? Yeah. So Edgewater Fitness Center is about a 7,000 square foot gym. Uh, we're 24 seven access. So come in at 1 PM or 1 AM, it doesn't matter. We're a true 24 seven access gym. Uh, we have group classes. We have a tanning center. We have uh, massage therapy on site. Um, we do, we have lockers, we have showers, we have um, all your group classes, silver sneakers, pound Zumba. So with every membership, um, it includes all those things I just mentioned. So we have a, especially in our area, we're the only gym that has a free weight section. So we have a lot of free weights in there. So we have deadlift plates, um, deadlift platforms. Um, we have all your machineries. So everything that'll work from your shoulders all the way down to your ankles. We have all your aerobic equipment, like your ellipticals, your treadmills, your bikes. Um, so yeah, it's just kind of like a Globo 24 seven gym. Um, so it's lower cost and 24 seven access. Yep. And, and so within this model, obviously volume is the name of the game. We're trying to get 
like you mentioned, lower ticket members in and try to serve as many people as we can. Currently, what does that membership look like? If you had a rough estimate, how many people do we serve now? And how does that compare to how many you think you could serve in the long term? Yeah, well, the gym has been existing for about 15 years, and we can go into that, you know, a little bit later. But um, so, you know, it's got a long standing um, in history in the area that it is now. So, I mean, we've seen peaks of really high membership with previous owners and lower, uh, lower memberships. I'd say where we are at now, as uh, we see anywhere from 100 to 200 people a day um, entering the gym. Uh, we have about 400 solid members, so active paying members. Um, we have about 850 total. You know, we're a um, we're a insurance insurance gym as well, so we accept you know Florida Healthcare, Silver Sneakers, the Renew Active, Active and Fit. So we have a lot of members as well that just don't come on a regular basis, or maybe touch in once a month, or you know once a quarter. So yeah, I'd say we're around 800 900 members for about. 350 to 400 solid members. Okay. And so is that, how does that compare? You mentioned some peaks and some valleys in terms of membership. Can we grow that 400 number? Do we have room in the space to take that higher? Absolutely. Um, yeah, we've seen upwards of, of 1500 members in the gym, uh, ah, 1700 okay. members. So uh, that brings us down to about 700, 800 active members at once okay so at least room to to double where we are talk to us about the marketing that goes into that what's your plan to take that number to at least that 700 to 800 or beyond absolutely i mean we're seeing um monthly i bought the gym back in october of 2021 um so i've had it for what month are we in now? I've had it for about six months or so, a good solid six months. And so whenever our first taking over, there were several things that that needed to change um, with the gym and kind of grow and modernize. One was our POS system. So upgrading all of that. And, uh, and obviously when you're doing a lot of change, um, kind of starting out, you know, a lot of people don't like change. So we definitely did dip membership and that was expected but I will tell you, about monthly, we're averaging about 150 new members uh, a month right now. Again, that's not all active paying members. There are a lot of insurance incorporated in that, but we're consistently growing as of now. I'd say the marketing strategies that we have is just being involved in the community. I always joke around saying the only gift God gave me is uh, relationships, community building, and business. Um, so getting involved with, you know, BNI, the Business Networking International, the Chamber of Commerce, um, being active and involved in your business um, and going out and spreading that word. I think community is one of the biggest ways to be able to uh, to grow your business. You know, we're not just the, the gym isn't all just about making money. It's about supporting the community and helping grow the community around us. And I think it goes, hand, you know, hand in hand. It goes hand in hand with growing your business, right? Whenever you're helping out, being involved in the community, helping the community grow, your business is obviously uh, going to see um, growth as well alongside that. Yeah. yeah. And so more so in the, the organic nature so far, like you mentioned, right? What you just took over six months ago, we're starting to, to lay the foundation for you guys to really take advantage of growth moving forward. 
do you anticipate getting into any sort of more formal advertising strategy to accelerate that? Or do you think that you'll stick with this organic trajectory? We do. I mean, as of right now, um, I've got a company that um, has built out my website and then has built something called Gymnetics. Um, Will Hurst with Big Little Gyms has created this awesome platform. Uh, Gymnetics is sending leads um, you know, to me every single day. So that's a big, um, big influx of where, where our customers come from on a day-to-day basis. Um, is through, uh, I see. Okay. and so, you know, that's, okay. where, so, that's where we're getting a lot of our, our members right now. Okay. So we're working with a third party company to generate leads. How are they doing that? Where are those, those ads, where is that money being spent? Yeah. So it's all through, um, like I said, big little gems uh, is a company and, uh, basically they have a team in the background. Um, that does everything without me having to be, you know, really super involved in it. Um, it's all leads through Google, uh, right? So it's pushing people to my website, filling out those forms. It's all a funnel uh, coming through my website. And when those, whenever they submit that form, that comes to me. And that's where I am um, filling out. Or once they fill out their information, that's where I'm able to see what's been filled out and be able to, you know, give them a call, be like, hey, would you like to set up an appointment or a, a tour, you know, a tour to come in and see the gym, yep. etc. So then I, you know, start closing on those leads. Got it. Okay. So we're generating leads and it sounds like the majority of that comes from Google AdWords and, and through a website that they put right. together for you. Take us to the next step in that process. Obviously, like you mentioned, leads are wonderful but leads are just leads until they transition to some sort of paying customer walk us through what happens in your processes once we get a lead in our inbox take us through everything until they sign a contract or until they sign up as a member what does that process look like yeah there's a there's a couple different ways that that it goes down when somebody fills out that form sometimes there's a message that's sent to us it could be like you know that it'll ask them you know have you ever, you know, been a part of a gym before? Or why are you interested in joining our gym? Um, then at that point, they'll reply to that automated message. Um, and that will give us some more context as far as who they are and what they're looking for and seeing if my gym would be a good fit for them. You know, so if they just have a quick question is, do you accept insurance? Or, um, you know, I've been down and out. I've gained 30 pounds. I'm looking to lose it, you know. So if they've sent a message to us, then we're able to reply to that. And then immediately um, it's when's a good time for you to come on in. Uh, we'll give you a tour of the gym and answer any other questions. That way you can gather some more info. And usually that locks them in to uh, eventually get them in the gym with an appointment, set them up and give them a tour. Um, we have a really high close rate um, once we have somebody in and give them a tour. Um, okay, so conversions out. are going well, so long as we can get them in. Yeah. Conversions are going well. Obviously, once they're signed up, we want to keep these people, right? You've only been around for six months, but is retention or average lifetime value something that you track currently, or is that something that you guys are looking at moving forwards? It is. Um you know, the attrition rate, uh, retention rate for a Globo gym is normally pretty high just because it is such a, a such a high turnover 
um, business inside, you know, a low cost gym membership. Our attrition rate right now is hanging around 2%, which has been uh, phenomenal since I've taken over. We're super stoked with that number. Um, so we're seeing anywhere from 12 to 20 members leaving us a month. Um, you know, but then again, we're gaining the about the 155 to 170. Yeah, so certainly a net positive. Right. Clearly I think a lot, things are growing. A lot has to do with our attrition rate with is being involved. You know, we are a smaller community gym. You know, so everyone that comes in, we know their name, right? We're building those relationships. And that's that's a huge uh, thing for retention. You know, we've got events and things that we put on um, to help with that retention rate. Um, so that's kind of what we do to help keep that low. But there are a lot of great ideas out there. Uh, we've ran, you know, several things um, to help with the retention, as that is such a, you know, a big worry, I guess, in the, in the kind of business. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and so if we're to take a step back and sort of analyze everything that we've talked about, we're bringing in leads through Google, we're converting pretty well, we're retaining really well. Where do you think your focus is going to be as the gym owner in terms of making the biggest impact moving forward? Do we think we can generate more leads? Do we think we can convert better? Do we think we can retain better? Is it something that we haven't even talked about? Maybe some additional services? Where is, where's your focus as the leader of this? Well, we are expanding, you know, the gym. And so that's going to be um, super awesome coming down the pipeline. And I think that's going to be just organically going to grow the 24-7 side um, really large. We could talk that, about that a little bit more detail. But I guess um, in expanding leads, the, the, the ways that we're lacking right now, I guess you just say, what's a weakness and what we have going on? Um, and, uh, and that would be, you know, staff. Because going forward, um, I kind of want to pull out from the gym a little bit, right? And so the staff that I have currently, you know, I want to, you know, move them to different levels and those roles have to be filled. Um, in order for those roles to have to be filled, there has to be SOPs that are in place, right? Standard operating procedures, right. things that like you can drag somebody in from the street and then they know how to run it. And that's something that we're lacking big. Um, you know, the people that I have in place know what to do and how to do it. It's just getting that down um, in a system. So that way when we're pulling in new people, right, they know exactly how, how it's gonna keep working in our favor, right? And, and to keep growing. So I'd say that's, that's where, you know, the whole system through, through genetics and those lead generations and, um, you know, just all the way down to just cleaning the bathrooms, all of that I think is huge key part of the business is having standard operating procedures being so new to the gym industry and so new it's it's not been easy i mean there's been fires been putting out and excuses left and right but i think we're getting ready to get to the point to where we're able to sit down as a team and start working on getting those systems in place um so i think that that'll be really awesome but as of right now where you know when we're speaking that is a huge weakness in our business yeah. And I think every gym owner that listens to this can agree in some way or another with what you just said. Everything that we do, if there's not a standard process for it, then it's we still have to be involved in some way. right? We still have our hands in it. And then we become the bottleneck. 
right? If everything has to run through the gym owner, there's only 24 hours in the day. There's only so many ways we can grow. If we standardize these procedures, we can train and we can develop as a staff and then the gym owner can really evolve, right? This is true for any business. The business owner can evolve, work on some higher revenue generating activities and the whole thing flourishes. That sounds like where you guys are right now. Is that, is that about right? Yeah, absolutely. Once, we, once we're uh, able to get those uh, operating procedures in place, we'll be able to, um, going back to like what you were saying, what are other things that we can offer? Services would be like uh, personal training, right? I mean, we have a couple independent personal trainers, but being able to grow um, and have uh, our own personal trainers in place um, that we're able to just funnel our members through would be absolutely awesome. So it's working on services like that. Um, you know, we'd like to have a spa in the gym. Um, and so kind of growing that in right now, we're in the midst of looking for a chiropractor, uh, clinic that would like to come in and do, um, set up their own clinic. We have a space and it's about 800 square feet on the side of the gym that would work perfect for a chiropractic clinic. So if we could have somebody come in and sublease from us that could do a, a walk-in chiropractic clinic, how do we set up their appointments, you know, throughout the week? Um, and then they come in, you know, two or three days a week, like Wednesday, Thursday, and that's when they do the adjustments um, or even having, you know, an office that's open Monday through Friday. But that's that's kind of what yeah. we're in the midst of looking for right now. That's the fun part of, of owning a gym in this sort of model is that there's so many different ways that you can make money. Sometimes it's overwhelming, right? We start focusing yeah. on too many different things. That's just yes. as big of a problem as not having things to focus on. So that'll be interesting for you moving forward to figure out what's going to move the needle the most for you guys. Um, right. And Colson, that's probably a pretty good place to, to start to wrap this whole thing up. But before we sign out, I want to give you the chance to tell people where they can learn a little bit more about the business is there a website is there social media where can people go absolutely so uh, our website is edgewaterfitnessclub.com um, that's where you can uh, view our hours you can view our location um, get directions to our business our social media on instagram is edgewater fitness center and on facebook is also edgewater fitness center there um, you can view uh, everything that we got going on, all updates uh, on the gym. Yep, that's perfect, man. This has been a whole bunch of fun and I really appreciate your insight and, and the things that you guys are focusing on internally to take Edgewater as far as you can go. And it'll be exciting to see what this business looks like six months from now, 12 months from now, 24 months from now, because it sounds like there's a lot of moving parts and, and a whole lot more to come. So we'll have to check in with you down the road, but that's all for today. Thank you, Colson. I appreciate your time with it. Absolutely. Thank you. Thank you. And to everyone who tuned in, thank you as well. Don't forget if you want to be notified about future episodes, hit like and subscribe. If you're trying to join us, to talk about your business model within the fitness industry. Click the link in the description, fill it out. Our team will be in touch with you soon. And as always, until next time, Jim Lord's out. 
Thank you for listening to the podcast so far. Don't go anywhere. We still have another episode coming right up right after this word from one of our sponsors. The Gym Words podcast is sponsored by Prestige Labs. Prestige Labs is the first and only nutritional supplements company built by gym owners for gym owners. Prestige Labs solves the problem that all gyms have experienced, the broken inventory model, low commissions, and even lower quality products. Prestige Labs provides 100% drop shipping, zero inventory, PhD formulated high quality supplements for you and your clients. The goal is simple, cover 100% of your rent while never sacrificing your integrity. To learn more, or to become an affiliate of Prestige Labs for free, apply at affiliate.prestigelabs.com. That's affiliate.prestigelabs.com. Double your client results, double your income. You can head to affiliate.prestigelabs.com to become an affiliate for free. Now stick around for the rest of this episode. Use coupon code GYMLORDS on prestigelabs.com for 20% off all future supplement orders. What's up, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Gym Lords podcast. I'll be your host today. My name is Brooke. Joining me on the show is Allie from Alpha Fitness in San Antonio, Texas. Welcome to the show. How are you today? Hi, I'm doing well. Thank you. It's it's exciting to be here. So thanks for the opportunity. I'm really excited to have you here sitting in front of me and really learn about your business. But before we do that, you know, the stuff that gets me really excited, let's dive into, you know, what was it that led to you opening up Alpha Fitness? Um, well, I started when I, my first official uh, date of opening was back in January, 2019, but this is a long time dream come true. I come from a, a very long background of fitness. It all started when I was in high school. I injured my knee. One doctor said, if you don't make fitness some sort of lifestyle, you're going to need a knee replacement by the time you're 30. So tell that to a 17 year old. I really got scared. So I started, you know, doing rehab. Then I, you know, I joined the swim team and then I started doing aerobics. I became a personal trainer. And I mean, this, this all started back in 2000 and uh, two when I got injured. So, you know, long story short, I joined the air force and I became a fitness test administrator and I just started learning and gaining a lot of knowledge. And, you know, I would walk into my classes. I was a fitness instructor and I would think to myself, I mean, you know, they were filled with classes. I mean, I had like 50 people per class. So in the back of my mind, I always thought, what if these people were paying me? You know, there was something telling me you could make a business out of this. Fast forward 15 years later, the opportunity comes along and, and I opened Alpha Fitness. And at least here in San Antonio, there's a Zumba studio in every corner, but I did not want to be another Zumba studio. And I did not want to make it a CrossFit studio. Uh, or a CrossFit box, you know, I wanted to be like a hybrid mix where I can cater to the dancers and I can also cater to the weightlifters and just make a, a badass community. And that's, that's how it started back in 2019. And we're, we're still booming and grew and growing. That's amazing. Congratulations to you for really like taking something that you're passionate about all throughout your career and like building this for yourself. And now you have a facility where you kind of are all encompassing under one roof um, and you're able to serve a wide population of people. So for our listeners, give us your elevator pitch, you know, tell us who you are, what you have to serve at Alpha Fitness. Well, when you when when you come for for the dance portion, uh, we offer Zumba, obviously, because that's kind of like a hot topic. It's a hot trend. There's there's some ladies that are really scared of the weights, but really love the dance portion. And then there's some people that are like, well, I'm not too much into, you know, the the 
fitness dancing. I, I like a little bit more, a little bit more of the hardcore. Um, so, like I said, we have you know we offer a fit uh, fit camp as we call it here. Um, so there's a little bit of difference between fit camp and strength and conditioning. So fit camp it's more like hit training, circuit style kind of training, um, whereas strength and conditioning it's more of like the CrossFit style where you know you you grab big weights, you grab the bars, and then the dumbbells, the kettlebells, that kind of thing. So each class brings a different different community. Um, but one thing that also stands out um, at Alpha is that we bring uh, specialty formats. So um, along along the years of my training, I started getting interested in like the formats that used to be very popular back in like the 80s and 90s because I grew up with my mom doing aerobics. So I brought back um, step aerobics, which was was the very first um, format that I ever learned. And, and I also came across trampoline fitness. Um, so I developed the format. I did a lot of research. I sat together with researchers, with physical therapists, from people that I knew from the Air Force, from doctors, from surgeons, from orthopedic surgeons, orthopedic doctors, you know, telling them, tell me what is the risk about this format? What are what are my benefits? What are this? What are that? So I, de I developed trampoline as in trampo and then lean as in L-E-A-N fitness um, with three different core, for, um, core sections. So we have trampoline fitness, trampoline strength and trampoline tone. So when people come in, you start jumping on a personal rebounder. So in that format, we mix basically all the concepts that we have from fit camp from strength and conditioning from the dance, but you get to do it on a rebounder. And, and it's a completely different kind of workout. So naturally people are going to be scared because they're like, I'm going to fall, but we have support bars. We have all of that. So I teach people to learn the mechanics of your body and to also trust the trampoline. You're not going to fall if you're using your body the right way. So we try to cater a little bit to everything and make a hybrid mix so that everybody, everybody finds a home in one of the classes that we offer. I love that. So much fun stuff going on at your facility and a lot of things to like cater to a lot of different individuals. So with that being said, do you guys have kind of a client avatar that you typically see within the studio? Um, well, a lot of people, when they come in, they think we're a women's only gym and we're not. But most of my clientele are females, but they come in. It's almost like Zumba is their hook because they know the instructor that they, they love dancing or they've been doing it for a long time. But it's like when they walk in, they're like, oh, my God, you have this here. Holy cow. I've never done that. Oh, my goodness. How do you do this? What is this class? You know, so it sparks their attention. And it seems like Zumba is what brings them in. But the other formats is what keeps them in. So it just it has worked, you know, and when they're like crazy sore from all the lifting and all the training and all the everything, they just come to Zumba for the fun of it. Yeah. OK, so with that being said, group is group training the bread and butter within the facility or is it something else? Um, right now, the group fitness is kind of what brings people, but just recently, and that's just simply because of my work schedule, I, I had a full-time job, which recently I decided to step away from my communications and journalism career in television to, to really focus on my business. So because of the, the lack of time, I hadn't been able to do a personal training, but now it's, it's, 
yet another service that we've added and people are really liking it, you know, because they come to class and they kind of feel like the camaraderie from the group, but they will also feel like, Hey, I need you to help me with my nutrition. I don't really know if I'm doing it right, but I want you to tell me. So um, the group exercise is the main thing, but now I just introduced personal training and it's, it's starting to help. Yeah. I love the idea of personal training because we're able to help our clients more, right? Um, you know, a lot of clients come in with specific goals and with personal training, we can really help them reach those goals. Um, and then also for us, personal training brings in more money to our facility and it helps us grow. And we don't have to feel bad about the fact that it's bringing us in more money because we're spending more time with our clients. We're helping exactly. them their homes where we're changing their life. Um, and so, you know, the next question I have for you guys uh, that I have for you is how big is the facility right now? How many members are you serving um, at this time? We, that's, that's one of, I guess, where we can start talking a little bit about the, the struggles that we've had. So um, ever since I opened, and it doesn't seem like a, you know, far-fetched goal, but for some reason, and I know it has a lot to do with my location and kind of where I'm at and, you know, just, I'm, I'm literally, as we speak, working on moving to a bigger facility. Um, so right now we have 65 members. Um, there was a point where I got to like maybe 80, but between pandemic, turnover of instructors, instructors taking uh, some of my clientele, you know, so it's been kind of like an up and down roller coaster. But for some reason, it's almost like, you know, when you hit an exercise plateau, you're like, oh, I can't lose any weight. What am I doing wrong? And you keep working and working and working. Um, so I've been kind of in that plateau, but the, the one thing that I can say that I'm very grateful for is right now, it seems like a very small community. I mean, you're talking 65 members, but I have a lot of foot traffic. I have a lot of walk-ins, um, you know, people are, they, they walk in and they see a shirt and they want to buy it. And they just feel so proud of wearing the alpha fitness shirt. And that really makes me happy, but really as a business owner, your goal is to increase your member base because that is where your main revenue is. So that is the reason that my husband and I decided to, you know, take a leap of faith. And yes, it's scary when you're, when your rent is going to triple and you only have 65 members secured, but you know, that your, your opportunities are bigger. And I'm the kind of person, and we were actually just talking about this. It says, if you don't, you miss every shot that you don't take. I'm pretty sure you're familiar with uh, Coach Popovich from the San Antonio Spurs. I interviewed him a, a thousand times, if possible. And that's one of his phrases. He said, you know, we won, we lost, but if we don't try, we're always going to lose. So we have to keep on trying. And, and it's almost like that kind of really got engraved in my mind. And I said, if I don't try, I'm going to lose. And I'm always going to stay with 65 members. But those 65 members that I have have been with me literally since day one. That's, that's awesome. So 65 members and you have the mentality that like, you're going to keep going. You want to keep helping more people. And, and with that, you know, you have good retention already, obviously, if you've kept all 65 around for, for, you know, the time that you've been in business, um, what are you guys actively doing to aid the growth process to get more faces in the door of the facility? Um, so we're, we're actually, working proactively one in promoting more of the the personal training and that's that's actually helping a lot but one thing that i started doing about a year ago is giving our members a lot of incentives um so the the member ba the membership system that i use actually keeps count 
of their classes. So I tell them to re to reserve, even if we have, you know, there's plenty of space for everybody, but I want them to reserve the classes because that way I, I can keep track of how long, you know, how many classes are taking a day, you know, their overall record. So I tell them, okay, so we, we, we keep your classes. So when you, when you reach 50 classes, we'll give you a t-shirt. When you reach 100 classes, we'll give you a mug. When you reach 100 and so on. So every every 50 class increment, they get something. And when they reach the 500 class increment, they get a whole month for free. So on top of that, when they bring um, when they bring like a guest that pays their drop in, and I think that's where my a lot of the foot traffic is coming through. Um, if you're a member and you come in with a friend that's going to pay the drop in, that person gets a two dollar discount on their membership for that month. You know, so it's it's kind of like they're getting an incentive or the rebate or you get a free water, you get a free something and people love to get free stuff. And that's where a lot of my foot traffic is coming in. And my thing is, I can't get new members if they don't know where I am. And that is that has been my biggest setback because I am hidden in the basement of an old building all the way in the back of the building. So I don't have visibility people can't see me from the highway you know my banner is hidden on the side of the building so that was the big thing i'm like i need to be visible because i know i have a concept that it's very promising but my location is was killing me it's yeah. been great to start but now i'm at the point where i'm like i, I need people to see me yeah i mean just think about this industry like most gyms are not in visible places i mean you're lucky if you have foot traffic and so you know, in this industry, you have to kind of think about other ways to become visible because it's not always about foot traffic. And I think a lot of times people don't necessarily know that they're looking for a gym until they stumble across it. And so with that, that looks like a variety of different ways to stumble across things. Um, and right now in this industry, you know, digital advertising on Facebook, Instagram, places like that, that's huge. That's how people are getting new faces in the door. Uh, so for you guys, is that something that you've done? Is it something that you're interested in doing as you kind of grow? Um, and, and we have, we're actually very active on social media with videos, reels, Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, uh, sharing the pages. I mean, we're, we're very, and you know, I actually just recently, I started getting a lot more traffic on the website, but that's just because, you know, you know, bless the social media concept that has really helped us um but it's I, I i really true firmly believe that it's team effort you know and i that's not something that i tell my instructors like you have to share you know um but they're all very active in their in their um social media accounts where they sell hey you know i I'm, I'm gonna be at alpha on tuesday at seven make sure that you join us remember if you bring a friend you get you know two dollars free on your membership uh new people walk in for free in their first class that kind of thing so it's it's attractive um so yeah social media has been a big thing especially during the pandemic i i was fully rely uh, relying on social media and it worked yeah, social media is huge. And you think about the past few years, especially through the pandemic, that's where people are spending their time. Um, and so with organic posting, you can reach the people that are already following you. You can reach the people that are kind of your followers' followers if they're mm -hmm. sharing it. But, you know, what we like to see in terms of reaching clients who, who might not already know somebody that go to our facility or might not even know that you exist is actually like, 
paid advertising through those platforms. Is that something that you guys have done? Have you ever run an ad on Facebook or Instagram? Yeah, especially on on um, on special events like master classes, um, I've had um, I've had events where you know I invite um, other you know fitness studios. You know they're they're mostly Zumba, but I've I've done um, events where like I invite a bunch of studios, and it's almost like we come together for the same purpose, and it has been great. So you know paying um, you know boosting a campaign for um, the end of the year master class or the Mother's Day master masterclass or you know just dance events that really gather a lot of people together um so in a way the other studios are seeing me but other other studios people like you know my people are seeing you your people are seeing me that kind of thing so we kind of feed off of each other and the fellow uh studio owners here in san antonio at least the ones that we kind of gather most uh most of the time we're very supportive of supportive of each other you know they they make events and we come and support and i make events and they come and support so it's like our community it's big but in a way it's small because we all know each other so yes boosting campaigns on social media has been huge to reach people i mean during the pandemic i started reaching people to like houston atlanta new york austin people that i i never knew i would reach that i that that i would get to and they're members of our live stream service and they've never been to alpha and it's all thanks to social media that's that's really exciting and I'm, I'm glad to hear that you know that's something that you were able to implement and make a successful part of your business so next question i have for you i know we kind of have touched on it a little bit but you know what are some challenges that you've seen that have held you back from the growth piece um in this gym owner life um well the pandemic for sure was one of them and then here we get like the wave of uh omicron and then all the other waves that came through you know people just naturally getting scared so um during that period of time after the gyms opened my biggest thing was kind of i mean how can you tell people don't be scared if you know you have you know cases rising and that's all you hear in the news and that kind of thing um so like i said i relied a lot on on, on social media for that. Um, the, the biggest turnover of, of mem- well, not turnover, but like, you know, kind of memberships decreasing is, you know, some instructors are very popular with their community. And if they decide to leave, you know, you know, if, if you have 30 followers and they come here for you and then the instructor leaves, well, then now you're taking 30 members that I didn't have. And now I don't have that spot, you know? So it's just a matter of like, you have to get really creative when that happens and you got to be prepared for everything. And I feel like at this point, I've seen it all. I mean, those that's just one thing. But the biggest thing that has hurt me when it comes to, you know, members um, and, you know, losing foot traffic was the pandemic because people, they don't want to be next to other people. And then they would, they would call me like, are you requiring a mask? Are you sanitizing? How many people per class are allowed? So I had to have a lot of restrictions, but thankfully the instructors that I have and my staff, we, I mean, we got together, we had meetings and, and I said, no more than 10 people per class. Everybody has to use their equipment. Nobody is sharing equipment. We are sanitizing before class, after class. We're cleaning every day. I mean, we went through some deep sanitation process. And that's what gave people kind of like the peace of mind, like, hey, you know, it's everybody's kind of on their corner. Nobody's touching my stuff. I'm not touching their stuff, that kind of thing, you know, but it was mostly the pandemic. 
Yeah, I think that that's a challenge, obviously, for all of us. And what that comes back to is like the challenge, uh, the, the real challenge here is because of the pandemic, we don't have as many people coming in the door of our facility and we're not able to grow, right? So that's mm-hmm. like the real underlying problem there with the pandemic. It really kind of stunned mm-hmm. that growth process. And um, so, you know, next final juicy question I have here for you is where do you want to take this business? If you could kind of have a magic wand, I hand it over to you. Boom, the business is exactly where you foresee it what would that look like um well it's 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 almost like when they ask you what do you want to be when you grow up uh if you ask me what do I want to be when I grow up I want to be at the level of a gold's gym where people know alpha fitness and there is a location in LA in Vegas in Paris in New York in Mexico City in Atlanta uh in South America you know it's I want it to be a well-known you know, maybe one day turn it into a corporate gym, but bring the things, bringing the things that people don't find as of today in a corporate gym, because you go to any, you know, one of those big corporate gyms, and yes, you're going to find your group exercise and you're going to have your, 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 you know, selectorized machines and you're going to have your free weights and you're going to have all of that. So yes, that's kind of what I'm looking for, but I want to have the things that you don't find anywhere. Like I said, the trampoline fitness, the, the bungee fitness, you know, those, those cool things that you see that are kind of like in the trends of like rising and they're becoming very popular. That's what I want to have, but have an inclusive environment. Like I said, you know, I want to have the crossfitters next to the dancers next to the jumpers next to the bike riders and they all grow into like one big fitness community and not feel like well I can't lift any weights next to this guy because he's got the hundreds and I can only hold on to the fives you know like I want to make it like it's seriously like an all-around fitness facility and and just have people feel comfortable you know I tell them like this is this is your home if I'm doing something wrong as as, as a business owner you need to let me know because I can't fix what I don't know you know, so it's, it's just baby steps, but what do I want to be when I grow up? I want to be next to gold's gym and be like, what you got gold's gym. I'm out. What you got? You want to be, you want to be like a well-known name in the fitness industry. You want to be able to help more people. Obviously that's, you know, the main goal here. And, and so what has to happen right now within alpha fitness, mm-hmm. your current facility to be able to get you there one day, like, what do you have to do now? Well, first of all, the first thing that I need to do is move to my new location um, that it's much more visible. Uh, I just got the keys like literally two weeks ago. Um, so I'm very excited about the expansion. And I think this is kind of like the first step of taking off the training wheels of the place that gave me the opportunity to start as a fitness fitness owner and, and, and a gym owner. Um, I, I still have a lot to grow. I still have a lot to learn, but every opportunity comes with great risks and but great, great risks also bring great results. So my first step is get to the new facility and really tell people what is Alpha Fitness. I mean, I'm going to be in the first floor. I'm going to be visible in a commercial strip. So that alone, like people are going to see me. I'm not hidden in the basement of a building. Yeah. Better location. That's really exciting um, for you. And, you know, you have so much to offer within your facility. So it's going to be great to see how you're able to expand and grow over, you know, when you move over there. So last question, what's your social media page for the business so our listeners can go find you? Um, Alpha Fit Studio. um, And it's the same across every media platform. Thank God I haven't had 
the I haven't had the the headache of having to make it different everywhere. So if you go alpha as it spells with an F, because a lot of people can find me because they spell it as in PH, but it's alpha A L F A. Alpha Fit Studio. We are um, on Facebook, on Instagram, on Twitter, in TikTok. We're we're everywhere. We're posting a lot of videos. Uh, so yeah, follow us, check us out. Uh, we also offer live stream service. So even if you're not in San Antonio, you can join us for classes. We do step, we do power cycle, we do trampoline, we do Zumba. Exciting, exciting. Um, thank you for sharing that. And I'm excited to go check it out myself. For our listeners, thank you guys for tuning in today. If you want to stay notified about future episodes, hit like and subscribe. And if you want to join us for an episode here at the Gym Lords podcast, fill out the link in the description and we will be in touch with you soon. As always, until next time, Gym Lords out. Thank you so much for listening. If you found this content valuable, here's four ways we can help you grow your gym for free. One, grab a free copy of Alex Ramosi's best-selling book, Gym Launch Secrets, at alexsbook.com. Two, join our free Facebook group at alexsgroup.com. Three, if you're a gym owner, you can apply to be on the podcast by emailing us at podcast at gymlaunch.com. Four, leave us a five-star review so we can gain access to more gym owners and bring those lessons back to you. And as always, Tap that button and subscribe to this podcast for more.